0: welcome to the finnation podcast where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together success does not have a definition there are no secret strategies women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms hi i'm your host white gannon the down-to-earth chick with a different name Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. Today, we have an amazing guest, Judy Weber, who is a Christian business coach and growth strategist for women of faith. I am so excited to have somebody so passionate and so strong on this podcast episode. So. Take a moment and thank Judy Weber for coming on in your thoughts and in your prayers. And I want to
1: extend my thanks for coming on today, Judy. Wow. Thank you. White job. I'm so, so excited to join your Fem Nation. <laughs> ladies. Yes. yes.
0: Amazing. Amazing women entrepreneurs. We are and women entrepreneurs listening to these episodes. So tell us what is the, where did your entrepreneurial journey begin?
1: Well, you know, As we just commented briefly, I said 2003, but I have to tell you, as I, ever since I was a little girl, like I always had this thing in me that I needed to do something big, like that I was going to do something big. And, um, you know, but I come from poor stock, like mommy and daddy, we were poor. You know, dad worked a couple of jobs, factory jobs. Um, There were six of us. And so mom stayed home. Uh, She was very smart, but had a tough upbringing. So she didn't go to college. That wasn't an option. And dad quit high school in like ninth grade. So, you know, we were very poor. And so I always had these big dreams, but I always thought, "Hmm, is that something a girl like me could do, you know? Um, But fast forward many, many moons later in 2003, I had three boys at the time, ages two, four, and almost seven. And I had just left the private practice of law I worked for I was blessed to work for a really big firm down in Philly but I realized I didn't have these kids to have somebody else raise them so I stepped away but I'd say within a couple of weeks I said to my mom number one how do you do this this is harder than my full-time job and secondly I thought, you know what I love my kids I love being a mom but I really felt like I had to do something more and so that's when I launched my first business as an interior decorator. And it was, I loved it. I was HGTV trained, no formal training, but (laughs) yeah, I love, I love design. So, uh, the thing about that though, I got so many clients. I, I did an expo locally and I got more clients than I knew how to deal with because I was, I've had so many clients. I didn't have the time to service them. So that was my entree. And I've done a lot of things since then. So I'll pause now and see what questions you have. So
0: in in your entrepreneurial journey, how did you get to where you are today and, and what inspired you to decide that you wanted to get to this point? And I'll let you say what this point is, where your business is at this point, but how did you determine in the entrepreneurial ebb and flow, because we as entrepreneurs know that it's creative and it evolves. So how did you go from really really testing the waters checking out what you wanted to do making those life decisions and then stepping out into you know the the entrepreneurial venture you had and not able to accommodate all the clients that you got from your interior design and then to where you are now how does that flow
1: yeah well it wasn't much of a flow can i just say that <laughs> it was a lot of ebbs and flows so what i'm doing right now as a christian business coach working with Christian women who really feel called by God to serve and impact people with their special gifts and talents. This is exactly, I have no doubt, this is exactly my purpose in life. And so between 2003 and here, there's been a lot, a lot of ups and downs. I have launched a couple of, quite a few businesses, um, many, many successful six-figure and multi-six-figure businesses, but I learned a lot along the way. And so, um, you know, and, and as I mentioned, I was a trial lawyer. So I've been a trial lawyer since 1995. And I remember dealing with discrimination in the courtroom and dealing with a whole personality set of arrogance and lack of fairness, lack of justice. And I really thought when I graduated law school, I was going to change the world. You know, I thought that's what I was going to do. But within my first year of practicing law, I got pregnant by God's grace. And I I still remember sitting there when I got the call that my blood test came back, that I was pregnant. And in that instant, I said, I don't care about this law practice. This kid is my everything. And so um, long story short, so from that, in 03, when I started my interior design business and the juggling of working with contractors and, and realizing that people, they don't always do what they say they're gonna do. Wait, you were supposed to be here know today at two o'clock for my client who by the way took off today and now you call me when I call you saying where are you and you're like oh well it was rainy so we had to do our exterior painting today maybe we'll do your interior job tomorrow so there was a lot of dealing with personality types um, you know the realities of running a business where you know you're dealing with different people who may not live up to the expectations you set Um, so Gosh, how do I say this? So, most recently, I had been working with my twin sister for about a year and a half or so. We were real estate coaches working with women, agents, and brokers to build their business. I loved it. I loved it. But in that time, I realized I love my sister, my twin sister, but we couldn't work together. Mm. We're still great sisters, but better sisters than business partners. (laughs) So, last summer, I spent pretty much the entire summer praying. And saying, Lord, what would you, what am I supposed to do now? Should I continue with the real estate or should I do something else? And that is when I felt called after much prayer and reflection and journaling that this is what I need to do, where I bring Jesus and, and that whole Christian lifestyle into running a business so that it's not chasing down clients, so that it is not, you know, um, running everything, throwing it against the wall like spaghetti and seeing what's fixed. It is being very, very strategic bringing my logical mind as a lawyer in with my faith, saying, Lord God, help me to know my next steps. How do I put this together? You know, um, and it's just been exciting. And as I work with my clients, I can tell you, I see major shifts. God is moving mightily. Um, And I just, I, I hope I'm not talking too much, but I do want to say this. I talk with my quote unquote competitors. There are many of us Christian business coaches specifically, and we were all called Like last fall and last winter, like that's when a lot of us started our businesses, doing what we're doing, working with Christian women. And we really feel like God is rising up his daughters to do some big work, to impact the world in in what we're doing. So it's a very, very exciting time to be doing what I'm doing. And I I see my clients doing big things. That's amazing. And I
0: do, uh, I'm faith-based too, you know, just so the listeners understand where I'm going to come from with questions on this. Um, so I do, uh, I do fully understand that call. I do understand hearing that in that internal, uh, pull and sometimes to some people it is external as well. So I don't want to minimize that, 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 you know, people of faith and God can speak to the Holy Spirit can speak to people in, you know, in real life as well. So I don't want to minimize that power, powerfulness inside of, you know, the faith based listeners. However. I want to ask you, how does it work when, with faith-based businesses? How do we see that in this time? And I'm diving a little deep into this because I know that this is a question that's going to come up. And if I can do anything with this interview with you, how can we bridge the gap for those who feel a call but not necessarily sure or not certain that that's Christ calling them in their business? And what does that mean and what does it look
1: like? Wow. I think that is an issue that so many of us grapple with so many of my clients even you know when you have a bad day you're like wait a minute is this really what i'm supposed to be doing so i think it's kind of the same thing as when we as christians say is this in god's will where you're like is this the person i'm supposed to marry is this the car i'm supposed to drive is this the house i'm supposed to get sometimes i think we can doubt ourselves over and over again. And that makes us indecisive, which is never a good thing, right? To be a thriving entrepreneur a great CEO, you need to be a great decision maker, as I know, you know. And so it comes to the point where one of my pastors told me, you know what, God's going to use you, whether you are doing this or that, whether you are driving a Toyota or a Hyundai, you know, so just be listening to um, what he tells you to do wherever you are right and so i think it's easy for us as entrepreneurs to look for an excuse to get out if we're not sure if we weren't sure to begin with so entrepreneurship if you're if you've started this ladies listening if you if you started a business and you've done all the steps to get there you've thought about it you prayed about it you you know got your license you started to get a website you're working with people whether you're paid or not paid you know to me enough decisions have been made that should reassure you that, you know, God would have put up those stumbling blocks for you. You wouldn't have gotten here if this isn't what he wanted for you. That's my best advice. Mm -hmm. I, I do feel that, uh,
0: internally and even those that are not sure what faith-based entrepreneurship is, the women listen to this podcast Uh, Again, I want to bridge that gap a little bit. And so, you know, intuitively when you're called to something, some people are much more aware in their faith that God is calling them and the Holy Spirit is calling them in a direction. Some people feel that, but they're not sure what that is yet. So what is your best uh, response to someone that's saying, you know, I feel that I'm pulled in a direction.
1: Is that God in my business? Hmm. Okay. So, so whether or not it's really a God calling or something you're bringing up for yourself, is that the question? I'm sorry. I'm going to make sure I understand. No, absolutely. That and, uh, and
0: bridging the gap that God can be in business, that he is present in business.
1: A couple things. Let's start here. I am so out with my faith. I'm a Christian business coach. I'm not just a, a business coach. So there are many women that I work with that they say, do I have to be out, so to speak, with my faith? And I say, oh, my goodness, that's up to you. To me, there's no right or wrong in that. It's what you feel led to do. That all goes back to who, who is your ideal client? Who do you want to work with? Because I think one of the major struggles that all entrepreneurs um, you know, grapple with is they're saying, OK, I'm trying to do this to market my business. I'm trying to do that. Um, and they haven't yet identified who the heck they really want to work with. Right. So I think it starts there. It's who do you really want to work with? And then do you know that person so intimately that you can think of one person? That's who you're doing all of your messaging to, your social, um, you know, this podcast, for example, you know, your ads, whatever you're doing, that's where it really comes down to. There's no right or wrong as to whether you're preaching Christ, so to speak, in your business. But I just want to say one more thing in that regard. Who is wiser than the Lord? If you're a Christian, who is wiser than the Lord? Nobody. So why? How, you know, we're missing a big, big um, benefit, and I, that's a wrong word. But we're we're gonna lack if we don't go to Him and say, Lord, what is my next step? Give me guidance. What should I be doing? How should I be doing that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. faith. Not step, fear.
0: Not fear. Faith, and I know that even those who aren't Christian that listen to the podcast will understand that there has to be a level of faith in business anyways. And so in that and bridging that to the Christianity and Christ in business, because I do believe that Christ has guide us. I do believe that we have a level of guidance, no matter where you have your Christianity in your business, or if you're not out, like you had mentioned, if it's not forefront in your business, as I had done for years, I've done that for years, but yet I still still had to lean into the faith aspect of my Christian faith because I kept using my own will to go the direction that I felt like I should be going in every single time. I say, yes, I was a serial entrepreneur, but every single time I would go on my will alone, God would allow me to do it but it was never fulfilling what exactly i needed and what exactly i was looking for even though i couldn't articulate or couldn't quite visualize what i was looking for i was seeking seeking something and so when i let go of pushing my will into my business endeavors and continuing to be successful it, you know m- different measures of success i don't want anybody to think that you know numbers predominantly indicate success but successful in what i was accomplishing in my b- business ventures once i let go and stepped into faith, then the purpose, the fulfillment, that deep desire to, uh, to bring about the outcome that I know that I could, or I wanted to, then I felt
1: connected to it, but it was faith. It was truly faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love that. And I think that, um, what you mentioned about letting go, it's like, again, stop pushing yourself to do things you really don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Like, it astounds me when I first started coaching, it astounded me when I would ask my clients, what do you want in your business? Like, what kind of boundaries do you want to set up in your business? When are you going to be working? When are you not available? That kind of thing. And they're like, oh, I get to decide. Heck, yeah, you get to decide. (laughs) Right? Um, So you've got to be true to yourself. So if you want to take every Tuesday off for the morning to, you know, strategize about your business and then the afternoon spend time with the kids. Great. There's no wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, As I said, initially, you know, years ago, I worked with real estate agents and they would say, well, Judy, I have to be on my phone. I have to be available 24-7. I said, oh, my goodness, who told you that? Your broker? Yep. No. (laughs) Trust, let go. Hey,
0: Fem Nation, I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.
1: So let me ask you this. What do you consider successful in your business? There is no, no better feeling than seeing my clients do scary things. They're growing in their confidence and what I really say, their confidence, right? Yes. Um, they're growing in trying new scary things. And as a result, they're getting amazing results. They've been afraid to go and do lives, for example, on social. Now they're like having fun with it. There are things that I was like, let's try that. Oh, I can't do that. Well, why not? I don't know. I've never done it before. Okay. Well, do you want this business? Okay, great. Let's try it. Now, that's not to say you have to do things like we just talked about that you really don't feel good about. And again, I'll go back to real estate. So you must door knock to be a successful real estate agent. Wrong, wrong, wrong. There's also new gurus out there saying, if you door knock, that's dead. Good luck to you. Well, I say to her respectfully, you're wrong. So you really have to, um, again, go to God, look at yourself and what feels good for you. And, of course, always point to the ideal client. Where are they? Where are they? How do they like to you know, be approached? That's where you need to go, and you have to do it your way, and there's many ways to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not a one-size-fits-all.
1: A lot, a
0: lot of this entrepreneurial stuff that we have, and you know, it's gotten noisier, um, especially in the digital space of it that it's not a one-size-fits-all and it's not going to be everything to everyone. You have to find out inside of there where you are called to be and what is the best next step for you. And you can take the learning aspects of it and glean from them on possibilities that exist and open your door to what is, what else is out there maybe you didn't know, but then let God guide you from there on what works well for you, as well as be, be business-minded and I'll put the plug of having a great business coach, right? We <laughs> business- have them, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yes, as we all should, as we all should, but be business minded on what makes sense for your particular business and where you are in it as well. So yes, there is a faith component and that's, that's part of the inner work that you work on for you because true to itself, entrepreneurship is the highest form of personal development It always will be, but do the inner work, have the inner work, but also have the strategy piece of it too. So it does make sense. So you can build a business that can create the lifestyle or the desire or the outcome that you are looking for inside of that purpose. So I'm with you on, on, um, you know, just because some, a guru or somebody says it's one way doesn't necessarily mean it is, but doesn't necessarily mean it isn't either.
1: And you know what I liken it to, again, going back to the faith aspect of it, we're called to be discerning. Yes. That's not judgmental, right? That's yes. not judgmental to the extent that I'm going to condemn you in my mind because you don't think like me. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being discerning, right? So you hear some influencers say, for example, you must post three to five times on each social platform. I, I did a rant the other Thursday on my Thriver Thursday Live, and I said, ladies, business is about connection. Okay. If you post once a week, but you're in your DMs or you're building relationships outside of that, that's going to make you a heck of a lot more successful than pulling your hair out saying, what am I going to post about now?
0: There's nothing worse than that feeling too. And you're so, stu- so stuck on a particular template or structure of it because that worked for someone else. If it's not working, it's not working. It's not meant for you. Maybe, maybe later. And that's the beauty that we have as entrepreneurs is we can evolve to maybe later we organically start doing three or five posts in a week, but that's, we've evolved to that point. Somebody else starting out may decide that this, that doesn't work for them or it does work for them and evolves it differently going down the road. But yes, absolutely being discerning. That's a very good word to bring into uh, business. And I hadn't put that one in there yet. So that's a nice <laughs> little gem. Definitely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> A good word. And if I could say one more thing, you just said something about starting. I think getting started is the toughest part. Yes. And you know, getting started, what do I do? What is my plan? What should I do? And again, if the ladies get nothing out of this episode, I would feel like we've done some good work today, hon. If if we gave the ladies listening confidence to say, make a decision and go all in and That's what entrepreneurship is. It's being decisive, taking action, and then you let it go for a period, but then you look at it and you monitor it, and then you Mm -hmm. tweak it. That's the entrepreneurial journey, right? (laughs) Forever. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: It's a constant learning, right? Let Right. let Let me ask you a quick question here. Maybe it won't be quick. What is the most vulnerable struggle that you overcame in your
1: entrepreneurial journey? Wow. I thought it was going to be personal. Okay. The most the toughest thing to overcome in my entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know what? This is going to sound weird, but being okay with myself, like just being me. Mm. And I think part of it, this is going to be funny. I think part of it is because I graduated college in the late 80s when everything was like IBM buttoned up, very professional. Like now casual is the new professional. We, I say gonna in a post instead of going to, you know, and as a lawyer, that's just not what we do. (laughs) So when I, you know, and plus I was a straight A student. And so now, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't have to dot the I's and cross the T's. Like I can just take imperfect action and that's okay. So even on interviews like this, I was stilted. I don't know if that's the right word, but I wasn't really myself. I was like second guessing almost everything I was saying, oh my gosh, did I use the right word there? You know, um, just just that whole thing of having to be perfect right so when i finally let go as you said that's a great phrase let go be you you know i'm a i'm a very logical person but i'm also very creative and i'm also very goofy like i like to have fun and so i totally just let it all out realizing that not everybody's going to like me that's okay and that has been that's so freeing to be able to do business the way i want to do business and and attracting the right people that that I want. They're my ideal clients.
0: Right. So you have in the vein of letting go and uh, starting a business. So there's a, there's almost a piece of letting go to start a business because you have to get out of your own way to let, you know, in get letting go to start the business. So I want to talk about that real quick. You're, you're offering uh, the listeners uh, a really cool tool that we'll have linked in the show notes, but I want you to give the top three tips from that that are going to be the best, if, if nothing else, are going to be the best top three for them to think of as they're starting their business
1: or evolving their business? Well, actually, the preview is 50 tools and resources. So it's down and dirty. Like these are the softwares and the resources or the tools to make what you do easier, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of them is Canva. You, you know, you can, and she probably use that too. Canva is something that makes you look like a graphic designer, even if you're not. And believe me, I am not techie. I am tech avoid, I'm a tech avoider, I <laughs> but I don't like tech, but I love Canva. So that's huge. Um, if you do lives on social, which I highly encourage you to do, ladies, because people know you um, to repurpose when we're talking about social media content. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? Okay, you go live for 20 minutes, great. You are bound to have nuggets of amazingness inside that live. So there's a, there is a um, free transcription service that's inside these resources that you can just upload your audio and um, out comes your transcript that then you can read and create into like quotes, great quotes. Um, that you can repurpose in a thousand different ways. So that's an amazing one. And let's see, let's see what else. Oh, the right email, the right email. Mm -hmm. There is, I'm going to say what it is, Flowdesk. I, I have to tell you, Flowdesk is amazing. And the price is crazy. They have such beautiful templates. I've never seen anything like it. So ladies, I don't know what email provider you have, but Flowdesk is amazing. Those are my top three.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Those are, those are good. I actually have not looked into Flowdesk, have used Canva and lives. I had to get used to them. It took me a little bit of time, but now it's, now it's next to nothing. I mean, it doesn't, you know how it goes. Once you start doing it, it's really not the big scary monster in the closet that we think it is. That's right. <laughs> and it's so That's much right. content. I mean, at this point, at this point, when you just start going forward with it, do it, figure it out and do it for the, fa- the fact that it's a learning process for you as much as it is for anything else. But in doing that, you're going to have content you can go back to. And then also your people that are coming to you for your business, they're going to have content to go check out as well. Something you did a year ago, they're going to scroll and see it. It happens and it's beneficial. And then you'll get a notification and be like, Oh, what did I write a year ago? And be like, Whoa. Hey, that was cool. You know, I mean, so it just reminds you of what you're doing in this business and how your growth has come. So thank you for those tips. And as I mentioned, we'll have that linked in the show notes for everyone to be able to download because that's going to be extremely beneficial. Thank you for that. I want to, I want to ask one last question of you. Where do you go from here? What does your business look like and which direction do you feel you are called to?
1: Well, that's a great question. Well, let's see. This, um, within the next six months, I'm going to be retiring my husband and we're going to be moving to a beach area. My happy place is anywhere there's a beach. So at this point, I'm looking at Florida or Charleston, the, um, what is that called? Gulf Coast or Charleston, South Carolina. But as far as my business, um, we're going to be scaling, continuing to scale. And I would say within a year and a half, it will be sustainable almost without me if that makes sense. Um, So I'm growing my team, being very intentional about that. And the most important thing for me, more than making a gajillion dollars truly, is changing lives. Because when a woman gets that freedom, financial and time freedom, she's impacting all of her family. So that is what really excites me about the future. Huge, huge. Absolutely. We can change the world that way. Mm. Amen. (laughs) How can the audience connect with you? Where can they find you? Oh, great. Yes, I am all over social at at Judy Weber live. And my website is Judy. That's J-U-D-Y hyphen Weber, W-E-B-E-R dot com. I've got some freebies on there. So feel free to go there and check those out as well. Awesome, Judy, I want to thank you for coming on the show today
0: and really sharing your faith and how inspiring that is. And those that are you know, not walking that road 100%, but know that that's where they're going, giving them the encouragement and the opportunity to see what it looks like as a shining example. So thank you very much for coming on today.
1: Thank you. This has been so much fun. Awesome. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: You bet. Thank you for taking the time. You guys, Fem Nation, be sure to check out the show notes. We've got some great tools in there for you from Judy. And as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the Fem Community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21 day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review. So others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.